Well, part of it, I just ordered truffle fries. We're recording now. Okay. Uh, uh, I, <clears throat> um, I think you do it just the once with me. No, it's... I, I, am I missing well, something? I don't know. What are truffle fries? You'll, you'll, you'll find out. They're real okay. stinky fries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> part of it is, well, I'm giving up cheese in seven days. Oh, that's going to hurt. For, for two months. So... I'm go, going vegan for two months. I know, but what does that have to do with truffle fries? There's, there's Parmesan cheese sprinkled on. Oh. Okay. Um, but uh, there's also there's like when you guys were like, what? what? It's a stir. It's the stir. I understand. It's plastic, <laughs> though. You don't. Anyway, sorry. I'm 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 being uh, Scott's really tired. Yeah. this morning. I'm real tired. And real. Uh, not even. I'm not even grumpy. But um, I forgot that there's not a whole lot here that I can because I don't do eggs, um, which is fine. But I can, I can always find so because I know that there's other stuff. But I couldn't remember if they had uh, a tofu scramble here or not because I thought they. I think they did at one point. I've only had breakfast here twice and actually both times I've had breakfast were with your niece <laughs> really yeah but um I don't know why I keep looking at that or more importantly why I keep touching it sorry Duncan uh <laughs> sorry this is for the love of film podcast uh this is Scott David Chase along with Bob Scammon the champion Bob Scammon <laughs> yeah. and Greg uh, this is our We Owe Bob Breakfast Breakfast. Because mm-hmm, yep. Bob kicked ass on the, uh, the Oscar, Oscar picks. You got 12? I think between us, I, I think I got 12. And then, like, overall, I got 78. Yeah, like <laughs> 16 this year. Yeah. yeah. And I got, what, five and he got four? Something? No, I think you got I think you six. got six and I got five. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, I think you picked Brad Pitt. And I didn't, and that was the difference between yeah. us. So this is our, um, this is the top twenty films of the twenty first century. Yep. Um, each of us picked our top twenty, and then we're going to go round robin um, and go through it. What um, my prediction is, you and I will have seven films in common. Okay. You and I will have maybe three in common. Wow. I disagree. Maybe See, I think more. you two are going to have I think it's going to be more. But I have, in my mind, I have seven films that are going to be on your list that aren't on mine. I got you. Um, I did, and just last night I had a co-worker. They didn't realize they were suggesting. I will say this now, and it's gonna sound silly, but I know how we are with with list ones. I say there's like a six two two hour time limit. So (laughs) yeah, we were already discussing this. Yeah, Yeah. we're gonna have to book. Yeah, yeah. Um, And I think most of these are gonna be films that we've talked about before. I mean, it's fine. We can say whatever we say, but just yeah, uh, I'll do I'll do a time if I'm like, oh, it's 15 minutes, and we're on number 16 (laughs) still. so, well, the but, thing, what, something we were talking about before you got here is if, if, if Bob's we'll, number three is your 17, yeah. we just talk about it and yeah, just, yeah, yeah. just knock it out. Yeah, yeah. Because um, I, th- I think overall we'll probably have like four or five that are the same yeah. between yeah. all of us. Yeah. I, um, I really think your two lists are going to be more. Cons- I say a half a dozen. Yeah. You and me, half a dozen. All right. But I'm. 
I have this little private theory that all three of us, our number one is the same. I don't be. think so. There's... Okay. I I, I know it wouldn't be his. Hmm. My number one, I know, would not be his. You're talking about Jaxi, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, I did have someone, one of my co-workers, and they didn't realize they were suggesting a new, new list, but I, I like the idea, which is... Because uh, they said... Was there ever a sequel that was better? That, and, or they said, was there ever a second film in a series that was better than the second one? Specifically the second film. And I said, oh yeah, and I started talking about some. But I was like, that might be an issue. And I think we'd have to do like five, top five for each, because there's not going to be like a top ten or whatnot. But like specifically the second film, and it could be just the second of yeah. two, but it has to not only be great, but it has to be better than the first one. Yeah, that was kind of funny, because that, that was something I was going to mention, because there's one on my list that's like one, it's like, I think it's the second best second film that I can think of. Yeah. I, I'm pretty sure I would know what year two first one would be. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty... Yeah, breaking two, electric boogaloo. <laughs> exactly. Um, Alright, so... But how many of you have seen the first one? That's the thing. I've I've seen I, I've seen Breaking once. I've seen Breaking two like four times. Um, yeah. Never on purpose. It was just always on VH1. Was it VH1? Yeah. Um, who wants to Who wants to start? We'll I'll start. 20. This was my idea. I'll start. Okay. So my number twenty, and I didn't get a chance to rewatch. I watched it last year when we first started talking about this, and didn't get a chance to rewatch it. And something Bob and I were talking about was my number one's my number one. My number one's the best film I've ever seen. The other 19, they could be interchangeable. Yeah. Um, but I put uh, The Departed as my number 20. Yeah, right. I think it's... I rewatched it a week or so ago. I, it's a great role for Leonardo DiCaprio. I think it's Matt Damon's best role. The Boston accents aren't great, especially for Martin Sheen, but it's a really, really solid film. I think that's probably Jack Nicholson's like swan song one. Yeah, I can't think of anything else after that that was. That was a, he. He after 9/11, he didn't want to do dark stuff anymore, and he yeah. came out of that to do this, and then stopped. Yeah. Um, yeah. And good role for him. Really good role for him. Yeah. It did not make my list. Did not make mine either. All right. All right. So. So we're gonna do clockwise. Sure. All right. So my number nine is um, the Edge of Heaven. I'm pretty number sure. nine. Oh, sorry, twenty. <laughs> I don't know why I said nine. Is uh, the, the Edge of Heaven? Heaven. Yeah. This is one that's always been on my like a top list, and I about every five years I kind of forget what it is, and I'm like, why? Why do I do that? So I rewatch it, and then I realize it's actually a foreign film. It's a Turkish foreign film. I've never heard of it. Yeah. I. It's that's why it, it like takes a while to jog my memory. But basically what it is is uh, a guy goes and sees, tries to track down his dad's sister after he dies. And it, it's basically him going. And it, the, it's just the interaction basically between all the characters and everything. is just, it's a pretty amazing film. It's split in between two storylines. So it's the son going and trying to like reconnect with his dad and find his family. And then he gives up and then he moves back and then it's actually her trying to reconnect and it, the combination of it it just comes comes back together it's it's my second best foreign film of the whole time I would recommend seeing it nice. Edge of Heaven The Edge of Heaven that was not on my list was that on your list? yeah no. I'd never heard of it um, my number 20 
kind of surprised me, not so much the, the film itself, although initially it did surprise me as well, because when when it first came out in 2014, I was... 20, no, 20... It, it doesn't matter. I'm not going to try and remember all the years. I wrote them down initially, but... Uh, it's it's the only Marvel movie on my list, which I was thinking about it, and I was just like, and as much as I love the Marvel movies, I wouldn't necessarily consider them all great films, but this one just, I had such low expectations for this, and it just blew me out of the water going into it, and just really kind of opened the Marvel universe up to so much more. It is Guardians of the Galaxy, the oh, first yeah. one. Um, I was thinking about that earlier this week, because you have... I am Groot tattooed on you. We are Groot. We are, we are Groot. In we Bob's are. handwriting. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Because we saw it at the drive-in. Yeah. Was that the first time you saw it? No, it was the second time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I think I, I... I don't see the Marvel movies a ton in the theater. It's pretty much only Star Wars that I'll see more than twice in the theater. Yeah. At this point. Um, and I think I... And, and I saw that three times. And it was... It, you know, going back because I, I so some some personal history. A friend of mine that I met in Jerome, Arizona, Michael Gallagher, wrote the Guardians of the Galaxy comic for a while. Oh, nice. And when I was living there, it hadn't come out yet. And um, we were talking about Marvel because he had not seen any of the Marvel. He he's got. I hate to use the term a chip on his shoulder because it's justified most of his anger towards Marvel. But yeah. Marvel does not give any residuals to creators and there's some characters from Guardians of the Galaxy the film that he created yeah. that he didn't see a dime for uh, you know for a film that's made over a billion dollars he literally hasn't seen, seen any money but um, he hadn't seen any of the Marvel movies but he when he's like yeah Guardians is coming out I'm like what is Guardians yeah. he's like Guardians of the Galaxy I'm like what is that and it took until he mentioned Rocket Raccoon for me to even know who any of the characters were because they were not they weren't well known. They, yeah, no, yeah, yeah. And, and 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 outside of the comic, well, right. mo- yeah. mainstream yeah. people never M- yeah, most any idea, people yeah. unless you were like a hardcore comic nerd because the comic was not a running comic at the time that the movie came out. I mean, they launched it before the film, but as far as like when it got, yeah, because it, I, I, I can't remember. I'm pretty sure it was beforehand, but there was like a small run with Rocket and a bunch of the Guardians. In yeah. It. That was, I think it was before that. It was probably to like ramp up to that. Yeah, and I'm sure I've talked about it on this before, but I got in like my very first comic that I ever got. My brother took me to a, a comic book store in Silver Spring, Maryland to buy my first comic book. The first comic book I ever picked out was Rock and Raccoon number one. Because I was like, this looks cool. He's yeah. like, that looks stupid. <laughs> and I was like, that looks Your cool. Your brother said that? <laughs> yeah. Weird. Yeah. So I uh, think that was the one that kind of blew it up for like mainstream audiences, too. For sure. But yeah. it also like opened up the... Because like, at that point, I mean, even with Thor, they tried to keep everything in the Marvel Universe fairly grounded in the beginning. And yeah. that's, like, that's the introduction of space and like the entire universe. Yep. So, what's your number 19? Uh, Birdman is my number 19. Nice. nice. Starring uh, the great Michael Keaton, the yeah. underappreciated Michael Keaton. He's, for my entire life, been one of my favorite actors, and this was just a dream role for him. The film was put together beautifully. Um, Zach Galifianakis wasn't annoying in it, and for an industry film, it was pretty accurate to how... The any any level of theater goes. Yeah. Um, Emma Thompson does a really good. Not uh, Emma. Emma. Emma does a really good role in that too. Emma Stone. Emma Stone. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. It. yeah. 
Um, Emma Thompson was shit in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she yeah. was the bed sheet. Um, and Ed Norton got to be himself, right? Yep. And take all his clothes off. I'm uh, I'm currently like ten minutes away from the end of listening to a Leonard Maltin podcast with Peter Weller, aka Robocop, yeah. and he was talking about that was his favorite film of the last ten years because he was just he's like. He, he was like me and Michael Keaton share the the distinction of you know we both played like masked superheroes who turned down the third film. He's like yeah. he's like you know he's like and we've had conversations about that. But he was just like he's like I love that film. Yeah. And it's really yeah. good. It's, the soundtrack is amazing. Too. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's it's um it's a very tight. I like I said I, I wasn't able to watch it again. It might have bumped up a couple of notches on my list, but who cares? Yeah. But uh, it's a tight, solid film. That's good. Alright, so my 19 is uh, Super 8. Interesting. Yeah. Is that J.J. Abrams? J.J. Abrams. Yeah. Yeah. Is it his first one, though? No. Oh, because he did that. Oh, he did that. He did that after Star Trek. Yeah. After the first Star Trek. He did? Yeah. Okay. This is just like. um, He's pretty much known for, like, aping other people's styles. Yeah. And this one is basically his Spielberg movie. And it just introduced me to. uh, Thank you. To the fanning girl, Dakota. Yeah, or uh, L. 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 Fanning. Uh, uh, some silver? Yeah, I'll grab you some. Thank oh you. yeah, you're missing. You can have mine. I'm not gonna use okay, it. Okay, never mind. I'm sorry. You got it yeah. already. Can I get you gentlemen anything else? Maybe a little more coffee in a minute. Some more coffee. Do you have any mustard? Um, I have. Oh, never mind. Right there. Is that all right? Just taking inventory. Yes. <laughs> no worries. You've got mustard. <laughs> Yeah, I wasn't really expecting much from it. I remember seeing it. it. It's one of the ones that I bought after it came out. Right. Yeah, I really liked it. It just reminded me of, like, E.T. and, like, all the original. It was, yeah, it was a big homage to the yeah. early 80s. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Um, that is not on my list, but I enjoyed it. Um, my number 19, I think, probably... If it didn't make Greg's list, probably just missed it, which is uh, John Hill cuts the proposition. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been the other one. I can't believe I forgot to write that down. Sorry. That would have been number eight. Uh, screenplay written by Nick Cave. Um, very dark, gritty. Uh, probably my. I think it's the only Western on my list. Uh, it's probably one of the best Western in the last 20 years. Yeah, I did like the, the remake, the, the James Mangold's 310 to Yuma remake. Um, yeah. But I think this is a better film. Uh, I mean, it's very, very bleak. It's it's brutal. Um, it's probably my favorite Guy Pierce performance. And I like Guy Pierce a lot. It was on a lot of lists, and I, <clears throat> I almost rewatched it again just to see... If it was me and I just couldn't do it. Right. It's those French fries smell terrible. Yep. I told you. It's a, it's feet fries. Yep. yep. You guys are lucky you're listening to this and not here because those French fries smell terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's my se- it's probably my second favorite guy Pierce, like Memento. Yeah. It just missed my list. Yeah. Yeah. But that had more to do with the director than the movie itself because I tried to I tried not to have multiple directors I thought about I that too. and yeah. then I realized I only have I think one multiple director. I have one director like three or maybe four times on here really? yeah so I don't know if we want to get into this but I kind of broke it down by directors too mm-hmm. and once we get through it I, I'll bring it up more I guess once okay. we get to one but 
there's definitely two directors yeah. that I think made some of the best movies in the last 20 years. And there's one that I could have had three or four movies on this list, and probably the same guy. Yeah. Yeah. I will... I'm yeah, just like doing I said, it. I have three movies from the same director on my list. I'm doing a, a, a time check-in. We've, we've been going at uh, tw- 20 minutes. We, we have 90 minutes to do 18 more, so I'm... I'll, I'll, period, I'll check in every half an hour see where we're at. Okay. What's your number 18? Um, Argo. Speaking of no, directors that made decent movies in the past yeah. century. Argo, oh, fuck yourself. Yeah. Um, the Town, and uh, what's the other one? Gone Baby Gone. Gone Baby Gone. The Town was on my top 50 that I had to whittle down, yeah. and I loved it, but I was just like, ah, oh, that was a tough one to let go. I was obsessed with Argo. I didn't see it in the theater. I watched it after all the hoopla, and I was obsessed with it. And I know it's not historically accurate, and I don't care. It's a really, it's a great really tight, yeah. well-made film. That's still your white knuckles at the end of it. Is that, his, is that Ben Affleck's best performance? It's up there. Yeah. Yeah. It might it's, be. It's a, it's, an, it's a really great performance from a director, from an actor directing themselves. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no, go ahead. Keep going because we got a book. So my number eighteen yeah. is a uh, personal shopper. So this one's actually uh, I really like that movie. Yeah, it's a it's a companion piece for another movie that's gonna come up in my list, and it's probably gonna be on your list too. I think I know what movie you're talking yeah. about. It's not, but it made it was on my fifty. Oh, okay. So basically, it's um, it's a foreign film with um, Kristen Stewart in it, and she's a personal shopper. But it's more about her connecting with her dead brother. So she's in a house, and it's not an abandoned house, but she's kind of like a housekeeper. Yeah. And she just gets flashes and like remembrances of her brother. I think it's probably the best. It's the first thing that I remember her being in that after Twilight that's like alright she's gonna be okay and she's a really good actress and then after that I don't think she's done she's done really good stuff after that mm. but that's still probably my favorite of, of hers in the last couple of years I think years. it's the only Kristen Stewart movie that has the has a Criterion edition oh does it? yeah yeah it's um. I forget who the director is, but I would highly recommend it. I think you would probably like it. Personal Shopper? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was, when I saw Underwater at the beginning of the year. Yeah. Which was better than I expected. Um, it's not great. The first two-thirds but you are said good. she was really good at She's it. She's really yeah, good at yeah. it. And, well, I also think the director was smart in casting her because it plays to her strengths, which what some people consider her weakness one note um, which I, she can act yeah um, and she does some stuff but her character is because of circumstances that are have happened to the character is fairly withdrawn anyways but so I was talking because someone's like oh that's that Kristen Stewart movie she's a terrible actress and I and I happen to say no she's done some really good work and I listed you know I I listed personal shopper I, I couldn't remember the name of was that Kerouac movie? I think it was on the road. She was good in that. A couple of things. And then, of course, uh, Corey Dickens then chimes in after a minute. He goes, Oh. It's Twilight? So, no, he didn't say that. No, he no. goes, Oh, see, so you like all the movies she took her top off in. And I was just like, No, because you didn't like the. Uh, 
the Lizzie movie, or you hadn't seen it. No. And also, I, I thought she was great in Panic Room. A lot of people forget about that. I, yeah. That was like one of her first roles. That was her very first Yeah. Movie. She was, I think, 12. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so my number 18... Uh, well, and I also noticed my list is certainly favoring the last five years a lot, and I don't know how much of that is, um, because I think there is a lot of good films that have come out, but also just because they're fresher in my mind, but my number 18 is Annihilation. Yeah, yeah, that, that was, that was almost mine. Yeah. That was one of the top. That one and, um, I don't know if Ex Machina is going to be on your list, but those are the two best. No, nah, and those were like, I kept going back and forth between the two of them, but I was just like... It's weird because I'd probably, if I had the chance, like, if I was at, you know, house sitting for someone and both of them were on TV at the same time, I would probably watch Ex Machina first. Yep. But. It's an easier rewatch. It's definitely an easier rewatch. Um, it's fun to see the sort of flip-flop of uh, um, uh, Donald Gleason and um, what's his name? Poe Dameron. I, why can't I think of his name? Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Oscar Isaac. Yeah. Flip-flop. They're kind of, you know, the good versus yeah, evil. Yeah. And, uh, but, it, uh, but, God, I, I mean, I really feel, even more than Black Swan, I think it's Natalie Portman's best performance. It is really good. Yeah. It, it, it was in convention for mine. I think it was... See, I had Annihilation, then Ex Machina in my top 20. Yeah. Yeah. And they're swappable. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I will say, and it's coming up, I, I kind of cheated. I actually have a top 21, because there's two that fill the same slot, but I'll explain when I get to them. <laughs> like, okay. Like I have... Yeah. Um. Essentially, because it's the same film, almost literally. Seventeen. A movie I'm positive is not on your list, but Mr. Magoo. Bill Fantastic. No, it's Whiplash. Yes, that was the other movie that Peter Weller said was the, the two best films he saw in the last ten years. But it's for being such a simple story, it's still very intense. J.K. Simmons is fantastic and as usual. I'm not a huge Miles. I'm, I'm not at all a Miles Teller mm-hmm. fan. If there's anything that takes away from the movie, it's him. I just, I don't enjoy him as an actor. He's probably this is probably his best role, but that was. I would a, agree. Yeah, yeah. that yeah. was in. The, I don't think I've seen him in anything else, just because. I, I, I'm just put off by his acting style. Yeah. Um, but yeah. That just made miss my list. That was like in the top, probably like twenty or thirty. That I was trying to, I was trying to get it in there. Right. Would fall it's back. funny how yeah. many. You, there are certain movies that I was sure. Wonder Boys aside, there's, certain, there's a bunch of movies I was certain were going to be in my top twenty that didn't make it. Yeah. Wait, is Wonder Boys going to be on your list? No spoiler. Um, it's weird when I was cutting. Probably, st- probably if I really thought about it, Wonder Boys would end up top fifty. Um, I um, when I was cutting stuff off the list that I had to cut I was just like some of these are movies that I would recommend to people over stuff but that's like more like specific uh, this is a more personal right yeah. Yeah. yeah I mean there's stuff on yeah, here you, that I I mean you can't recommend the proposition to anybody nope you can recommend it to me but I also seen it right <laughs> yeah 
So that was your 17? That was my 17. All right. My 17 is uh, Holy Motors. This one is probably the best foreign film I've seen. Um, if you haven't heard of it, it's basically like Night on Earth, but gone completely wacky. It's one actor that is basically in a limo. Going so Night on Earth, but interesting. I love, I like Night on Earth, but yes, this one's way, way better. Uh, it's basically one actor in multiple roles throughout the night. He's in a limo, kind of going to different segments throughout the town, and it's just... It's shot beautifully. It's acted beautifully. What's the name of it? Holy Motors. Okay. Yeah. It's it's pretty amazing. Nice. Uh, my number seventeen, the first Christopher Nolan entry on my list, is Memento. Yep. I just missed mine. I was right about that. That was going to be on yours. Yeah. Um, and that was, I think, that's the earliest film on the list because that came out in two thousand. Uh, you know. Yeah. But that was really... I mean, I remember... I saw that multiple times in the theater. I still have a lobby card. It's a reproduction of one of the Polaroids that I got at Kendall Square Cinema. I actually have two of them that have, like, gone into several different DVD cases as I've upgraded to, like, you know, DVD, then the special edition DVD, then the Blu-ray, then the 4K Ultra, which you don't need a 4K Ultra of Memento because it's good, but I don't... No, I, I love Memento, but... Visually, I don't think it's amazing. No. Yeah, no, yeah. it's not amazing. And it was, you know, um, it was cool to see Joe Pantaleone and Carrie Ann Moss in such a small kind of claustrophobic film after having just been in The Matrix yeah. together the year before. Yeah. Uh, also, possibly my favorite Mark Boone Jr. performance. I'm, I'm... He's the he's he's the guy who's behind the desk. He's a, you'd know him if you saw him. Yeah. Uh, uh, I'll even look him up. Oh, uh, yeah. Flash and Batman. Yeah, the yeah. Guy behind the desk at the hotel. Yeah, he's a yeah. big dude. He's a character yeah. actor. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, the crooked cop in Batman. Yeah. Uh, Sixteen. I'm moving now. Oh, I'm sixteen. I'm really happy this movie made it. I watched it again. Within the last couple of weeks was The Big Short. Yeah, Love right. The Big Short. Yeah, I still haven't seen it. You won't like it. I, I, I'd like to see it. I just haven't gotten around to it. That's Mark Jr. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. AKA Bob with curly hair. Yeah. If I had hair. Yeah. Um. What did I just say? The Big, Big Short. Short. The Big Short. Fantastic cast. Adam McKay going against type, getting away from. Anchorman and all that other stuff, and yeah, it was like his a first really series film, great right? script. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think anybody that didn't understand that crisis, like that's a movie to show them for sure. Yeah, yeah, and it a little bit got buried because 2015 was such a good year for movies. Yeah, but um, I believe he won screenplay for I think it was Oscar screenplay. for screenplay. Yeah, for that. yeah. Um, and I hope hope he keeps doing more movies like that and gets away from the Will Ferrell stuff. Not that there's anything wrong with the Will Ferrell stuff, but you know. He had, what was his one this year that wasn't great? Vice? Vice was last year. Was it? I thought there was one this year. But yeah, I, I liked Vice, Maybe. but. Yeah. Vice was good, but you didn't love it. Yep. Um, was this the is this the first Christian Bale appearance in this in this uh I think so. I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So what chair would you want me to split for you? Um we want to 
<laughs> We're paying for him, so We're if you could him. split his in half for the two of us, if that's possible. Is nope. possible? Okay, three checks then. That's <laughs> okay. Fine. Yeah. One, two, three. Got it. Yeah. yeah. Possible. That will reflect in her. <laughs> I thought she was being sarcastic, and then does like, wait, no, she is serious. That's that's something that you would enjoy as Christian Christian Bale's performance because it's it's. I've never seen him do a performance yeah. like this before. Yeah, it's definitely like low key for his yeah. stuff. Yeah. yeah, and you could still see he put a lot of work. Oh into yeah, it. yeah. Which is weird because he usually slacks off when he's in movies. Yeah, yeah. Um, Steve Carell's. Little annoying. It's a little too Michael Scott at times, but he he comes around at the end. He doesn't have a beard in that, right? No. Yeah, he's better. When he's he got a, a terrible wig. <laughs> That's a good good rule of thumb. Yeah. Usually, right. his post office stuff. If he's got a beard, I like it. If he doesn't, not as much. Yeah. yeah. Yep. It's, there's another actor that, that was the same way for a while. I can't mm. remember who it was. <laughs> Alright, so my 16 is uh, Tree of Life. Oh, that's a great movie. Yeah. That was a Terrence Malick. List. Yeah. It's. So I was kind of going back and forth between A Hidden Life and A Tree of Life, mm-hmm. basically for for this list, for his, because I wanted one of his. They're both great, but I think Tree of Life is. For me, it's a combination of everything he's done. I said that about uh, hidden, the hidden one he did this year, too, but. This one has great performances. It's one of the... Take your time, guys. Thank you. Yeah. I think it's one of Brad Pitt's better performances. The cinematography is really good. Sean Penn is very good. I like the way they edit him down to like certain pieces. Yeah. And it's shot beautifully. I mean, it, it's I mean, probably I, one of the best cinematic movies. What year did that come out? 2014, maybe? 11. 11. Damn. I mean, I can't There's think of a Terrence Malick film... Even his weird, like, music ones that don't look great. Yeah. Uh, it, I mean, and, and that's, I'd say, 80% of what I love about Terrence Malick's films are how they look visually. Yeah, I, I would agree. I mean, I'm definitely more cinematic-based, like, that will run right. me over. Right. The thing with his his music stuff is it's way too twirly, I guess is yeah. the way to yeah. describe it, because he, he basically just like circles, yeah. he always circles actors mm-hmm. while in a scene, and, and those are just like, alright, take me off the tilt-a-whirl, right. let's move on. Yeah. yeah. Um, so my 16 is the, the, the double, the cheat that I was talking about, and and I, I and I have personally gone on the Wikipedia page of the second one and changed it multiple times because it says that it's a remake of the other one and it's not. And that's the movie uh, Let the Right One In slash Let Me In, which... It's a retelling, isn't it? No. It's... They're both based on the same source material, but the American version was already in production before Before. the other one came out. And... and, I mean, because it is the same story and tonally it looks very similar, um, but one's, one's transposed to New Mexico in the 80s. Um, um, what's his name? Richard... Uh, character, actor. Uh, he was in... Oh, Jenkins. Yeah, Richard Jenkins really? is, is amazing in it. In a, in a, just He's a, great in everything. Yeah. yeah. Um, but um, it's, a, it's an interesting... I don't need... It's... I guess it's technically a horror it movie. It's, it's yeah. although it's not really frightening. It's more heartbreaking than anything else. It's about a a very old vampire in the body of a like a twelve year old girl. Uh, 
and she befriends a, a, a pretty isolated boy, uh, and, uh, you know, eventually goes on a killing spree. Uh, why not? And, um, Wolf, Wolf, I, I don't have a preference. The reason, the only reason I did both of them is I don't like one of them over the other. I yeah. love them both, and they're similar enough, but they're also different enough. See, I think I like the, the foreign one a little, little bit, bit better. better. Yeah. Yeah. And that has Chloe uh, Moretz, right? Chloe, yeah. Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and Cody Smith McPhee. I just realized now that both the leads in that are hyphenated names. Yeah. yeah. That, uh, that is a really good movie. Yeah. That's, that's my number 16. 16. Yeah. We're there already? Yeah. We're 15? Nope. Yeah. Okay, my number 15 is the wonderful Grand Budapest Hotel. Interesting. Have you ever seen it before? Yeah. I've seen all of Wes Anderson's films. I have not. Really? Um, no. There's a couple that I just haven't gotten to yet. Is, is the train one one of them? Because you don't ever need to see the train one. That was What's the, the train one? Um, uh, the Darjeeling Limited. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that yeah, was the beginning that. of... Oh, I don't love everything Wes Anderson does. And now I'm at the point where I'm like, no, oh, I barely like what Wes Anderson does. Like, I saw the preview for his new movie, and I'm like... And the people around me who, like, clearly don't go to the movies as much as we do... Yeah. We're like, look at that cast. I bet that's amazing. I'm like, they've all been in all his movies. Yes, it'll be... Yeah, because you didn't... I mean, you liked Isle of Dogs, but you didn't love it. Right, yeah. and I hate Fantastic Mr. Fox. Uh, I've never seen it. Um, that Moonrise really Kingdom was, man. See, Moonrise Kingdom. Like I saw the Royal Tenenbaums, and I, I can't remember what else. I don't think I've ever seen Rushmore. Um, Rushmore's amazing. That would Does probably be on my list if it was in this year. What's the What's the Jacques Cousteau one? <laughs> Steve Zissou. Yeah, I tried watching that and had to stop. That's my least favorite. Okay. Thanks for not picking me. Actually. That one's above Darjeeling. Like, I hate Darjeeling. Okay. Yeah, that's the only that's one. That's pretty, pretty um, terrible. Yeah, Although, yeah uh, the, the Grand Budapest Hotel the is a beginning. solid, for fantastic, Dickens, beautiful can, movie. You, you can see Natalie Portman's bump at the beginning of that movie. <laughs> is it in the beginning of that movie, or is it the short before the movie? It's the short before yeah. it. Yeah. I don't understand the Natalie Portman thing. I don't get it. Well, she's super cute. Yeah, okay. Then I get that. <laughs> Thank you. I don't get the... I don't get the reference. Alright. So I, I have a Wes Anderson coming up, but it's not that one. Um, so my number 15 is Inside Lewin Davis. That's the movie I watched yesterday. Oh, did you? Yep, that's yeah. the one. I think that's probably... So Cohen, I have another Cohen's coming up that, that's on this list. So Cohen's is one of the ones that I... They had... They're probably one of the best directors together in the last 20 years that I kind of put together. By the time I got to the end of that movie, I was so frustrated that Christian Bale was nominated for an Oscar for stupid American whatever, yeah. Hustle, and he wasn't. Yeah. And 2000 and whatever year it came out, was a great, it was Dallas Buyers Club. And 13. It was, yeah. There was a ton of really good performances that year by actors. And Christian Bale... <clears throat> gave a good performance in a terrible movie yeah. that got all kinds of praise because everybody loved David O. Russell back at the time. Llewellyn Davis gives... It's, the entire movie is him and his, friends, him. his performance yeah. is fantastic. Yeah. they Pretty much, I don't think there's any movie... Well, there's a couple movies from the Coens I don't love. There's a couple of these 
this decade that they did. But yeah, that's when just Timberlake, Kylo Ren. Right? Yeah. yeah, yep. And uh, which is weird watching them together. Yes, and it's all folk based and yeah. yeah. That's, I think that's one of the few Coen Brothers films I still haven't seen. I think you would really, really, I really wanted to like see it. it. I, just, I don't. I forget why I didn't see it originally. But yeah, when I, I was watching it, I was convinced you had seen it. You'll really, really like it. Yeah, I think it's. I think that. That wasn't the first time I saw Oscar Isaac. Actually, it was. I think that was the first time. Yeah. And I was like, if he continues to do stuff, he'll be. <clears throat> he beat out some good people to get that role. Yeah. Yeah. And I've completely 180 on Carrie Mulligan. Completely. Yeah. Completely. Her new movie looks pretty good. The, the, the like the revenge one. Yeah. yeah. I don't think she's gonna cry in that one. In fact, yesterday I watched two movies with Oscar Isaac and Carrie Mulligan in them. Drive would be the second one. Nice. We're on fifteen, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, you're 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 done talking about Inside Louis Davis, right? Yeah. My number fifteen, James Mangold, Logan. Um, wow. I just revisited it. It does. It does in the last twenty minutes or so become a standard uh, superhero film. But this was it was the it was the first comic book it was the first superhero like mainstream superhero movie to be rated R. Uh, no, yeah, no, it did. I think it was, I don't remember if it was before Deadpool or not. But totally, I think it was. I think total, it was totally. Too. It's completely different. It's uh, it, it, it to me it was like the first film that like gave permission for comic book films to talk about like adult themes series yeah. take yeah. it seriously um, Christopher Nolan's films notwithstanding because um, as as much as there's a lot of great great stuff in that I still feel those are firmly based are, in comic books where this yep. is like a drama that happens to feature characters that we know from comic right. books yep yeah. Oh, yeah that is a really good movie and I, yeah, I, that was my favorite movie of whatever year it came out that was my favorite movie that year yeah. uh, I think it's Hugh Jackman's best performance I think so and too yeah one of the best Patrick Stewart performances and I, I hope that, that I hope the little girl keeps going too because she was great then too <laughs> Stephen Merchant, he gives a really yeah. nuanced one, so which is great. weird, yeah, for and him. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, going against cast. Boyd yeah. Holbrook, who often plays the same character, did an interesting, like, interesting take on the villain. Fourteen. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Interesting. Ooh. My all-time favorite spy movie. I just watched it again. If anybody ever hears the term nuanced performance and wonders what that is, it's Gary Oldman in that movie. Yeah. He goes 18 minutes of the movie without saying anything in the beginning. See, I, I thought he was robbed for an Oscar. For, like, he should have gotten it for that rather than playing Winston Churchill. Oh, yeah. yeah. But, I mean... Who's the director? I can't remember. But, what's the one that we went to go see with Skarsgård and... Um, Ewan McGregor. It was based on. There was a book by the same author that was terrible. Is it Ghost Rider? No. It was another spy movie. You remember? We saw. I'm drawing it, a complete blank. We but. saw it at. Um, oh, we saw yeah. it at Wilton. Yeah, and it was. I can't remember. It was, what it was I totally forgot about it. Uh, um, Thomas Alfredson directed yeah. Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Yeah. Um. um it's great. It's my favorite spy movie ever, and I love spy movies. Our kind of traitor. Yeah. That was what it that was. That was trash. Um, and you get to see Tom Hardy and Benedict Cumberbatch before they're big and famous. 
they could never remake that movie today because everybody's too busy doing stuff. But um, yeah, great, solid, smart spy movie. That's one I think I saw once, and it's one of those ones that I should probably see again because I, I liked it when I saw it. I've seen it four times, and I keep picking stuff up. All right, so my number fourteen. It's probably the best comedy I saw. Um, I, I know you love it, but I don't know if it's going to be on your list. But In Bruges yeah. is probably Colin Farrell's, one of his best performances. It's so deadpan and dry. Yeah. But it's probably the funniest movie. It, it's just amazing. It's funny that you call it a comedy, and you're not wrong. I just It's very think about dark. Because every time... I, I cry watching that movie every single time. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's not on my list. Wow, I'm surprised. It was so hard, but I had to cut that. That's probably like, probably would have been like number 23 on my list. It's one that I recommend to people oh, yeah. all the time. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and it's, uh, why can't I think of his name, the, the director? Because I like all of his stuff. He... His it's most, not Danny Boyle, right? No, no it's no, the no. same guy who did uh, Three Boats Chords. It's Colum something. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, Mc, Mc, McDonough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because he did three billboards. Too. He did three yeah. billboards. He did yeah. seven psychopaths. Yeah. Um, he's one of those people. He uses a lot of the actors over yep. and over again. Yep. Um, yeah, it's a great movie. Yep. Um, my number fourteen. Forget what the Academy Awards said this year. Uh, you were never really here. I think is Joaquin Phoenix's best performance. It is a brutal, brutal, dark film. Yep. But uh, um, that's one of the ones we talked about it during yeah. the Oscar thing. Is I'm okay with him winning the Oscar for the Joker because he should have won it yeah. for that. Just for everything he did last year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. And it's, and it's that's one of those films. It's tough for me to recommend to people because it's so it's dark. Brutal. Yeah. But yeah, and I've reviewed it on here, so I'm not going to go. Have you it. watched it more than once? Yes. It doesn't get easier to watch. <laughs> I would imagine. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I could. I don't think I could do it a second time. Yeah. I didn't realize until he had won Joker and I was doing some backstory that like I didn't realize he and Rooney Mara have been dating for yeah. a few years and I'm like man that household's gonna be a barrel of laughs yeah <laughs> she just eats pie in the corner all the time yeah, yeah. Did, you, did you see Ghost Story? no there's yeah okay yeah I don't think he I don't think he would I don't think he would get through it far enough but there's a there's a pie eating scene yeah, where she just you know what the movie's been out long enough she yeah. eats an entire pie in one shot um it's which, she's not a big girl no yeah she's like rail thin she's so great she yeah. did four takes of that and was just like you you got it yeah but it was she like eats a, it and then goes and throws up and she really threw up every single time yeah I always think about that when actors do scenes where they're eating. sitting at a diner yeah. eating it's like okay take 27 they're just taking little tiny bites of their food and just kind of stirring it around. Right. Well, you the know. scene from um, what is it, Groundhog Day, where he's eating the cake? Yeah. Yeah, he did that like twenty times. Must have. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just a time check. We have an hour. So we're doing okay. Yeah, we're doing okay. Uh, my number thirteen is Children of Men. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I rewatched it again. 
I did a lot of rewatches. I was just checking to see if it was on my list, but it was one that I had to cut. Yeah. When they're stealing the car and going down the hill, you could watch that scene a thousand times, and it's still nerve-wracking. That's you know, it's one shot, right? It's no. one yeah. shot. Yeah. That's a scene that, or that's a movie that's come up a lot in podcasts recently, talking about 1917. Yeah. yeah. That was the first one where a movie that was that was filmed in big chunks actually worked. And it was one of the draws to it, even though it didn't make any money. <clears throat> it's it's a movie every film buff should see. If you've never seen Children of Men, you need to see it. Yeah, it's it's pretty amazing. Yeah. Clive Owen is, Clive Owen. is perfect in that. Julia yeah. Moore is not annoying. Yeah. I had an interesting experience with that movie because I saw it really loved it when it came out and my mother went to see it with me the second time I saw it in the theater and then over the ending credits I had to explain to her how the word cunt means different things in the UK because the <laughs> the, the song over the closing credits is cunts are ru- ruling the world Yeah, and she's just like you know I was just like they're not referring to female genitalia I was like first of all most of the time when people use that word that's not what they're talking about anyways right. I was just like because you know only like I was like if you ever hear someone and they are doing that that's a monster get away from that person but I was like <laughs> I was like in England it can mean a really it can be a really uh, like term mother- of endearment or it, in this case yeah. not it's like yeah. our motherfucker right. basically yeah. is the best way to yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. What are we on? Uh, 13. 13. All right. Now I'm 13. Uh, lost in translation. For me. Yeah. You skip up. Oh, sorry. Was that your? Well, Children, Children of Men was my 13. I thought okay. Children of Men was yours. I'm sorry. Well, you, we might as well just do Lost in Translation because that's my 12. Okay. Yeah. So that's the first movie that I can remember Scarlett Johansson being in. I think it was before Ghost World. No, it was after Ghost World. Was it? Okay. But Ghost World, I, Ghost World may have been her first film. But. Yeah. But this is the one where it's like, okay, she's going to be an up-and-coming. Yeah. And then it's like probably one of Bill Murray's better performances, if not his best. It's I've just, never seen it. It's on my list, and I've just yeah. never gotten to it. Might be the only Anna Ferris movie I like. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. Yeah, it's just... Sophie Coppola makes good movies every once in a while. That was her debut, wasn't it? Writer-director debut? No, no, she did Virgin Suicides. Yeah. was okay. her first one. And then this was her second one. And then she did... Like, you love Bill Murray. I love Bill Murray. How have you not... I don't love all of his stuff. Uh, yeah. This is definitely like his best dramatic role, I yeah. think. Yeah. 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 Well, do, do you... Do, do oh, your, okay. Do your yeah, 13th. So my 13 is um, Collateral. So good. Yeah, yeah I had so to good. cut that, and I was bummed. But that was the only Michael Mann movie that I really would have. Yeah. I mean, I love Miami Vice. Actually, I'm. I know I'm kind of the minority on that, but it's a gritty take. But this is for me. This is Tom Tom Cruise's best performance Absolutely. that he's ever done. He plays a bad guy in a silver yeah, suit. I would, so say, I would say that too. He's I'm basically gonna, a shark. Other than, Tom Cruise is a bad guy. He's yeah. really good in Tropic Thunder. He he is, but uncredited. He, yeah. um, Jamie uh, Jamie Fox is really good in this too. The thing that I love about Collateral is every time you watch it, it's such a <clears throat> the premise is so outlandish, but they make it. Work. It works. Yeah, you can't keep a cabbie hostage, but they make it work. <laughs> yep. Um, the other thing I love is the 
gets back to cinematography, this is probably the best nighttime shot movie I've yeah. ever seen. Yeah. And it was one of the first on digital. Yeah. And it kind of proved to me is that... Is this all set? Mm-hmm. Okay, so just digital can work. All three on. Yeah. yeah. It's, uh... Yeah, it, and, it, and, and the digital shots, like, it, it, it holds up over time, uh... Because I just rewatched it maybe three months ago. Yeah. Um, I think a little less than that because you texted me something yeah. about it. Maybe it's, like, it's so good. It's, it's uh, so and good. and he's great in almost everything, but like it's such a underrated Mark Ruffalo performance too. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. He's the, the tech. The That's detective. one of the first yeah. ones that it, you took note. Of him. Yeah, you took note of him, and then I was like, "Who is this guy?" And then like he starts. We did that movie with Laura Linney like 15 years ago, where they were brother and sister, that, and it was it was like yeah. it was the first film he had done after his brain cancer. Okay. Um, but uh, we'll be all right or something. Something yeah. like that. Are, the kids are all right. Yeah. Yeah. No, 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 no. It's not that one, but he was in that as well. Okay. Uh, no. Uh, shoot, it's good. I'll I'll look it up uh, when it's. Well, it's, it's your turn for your number 12. Uh, Moonlight was my number 12, which I had just seen. Whatever I texted you guys about it, I had just seen it. Yeah. I, I had to cut that as well, and I love that film. But it, it, part of it was like, I have so many movies that came out in the last five years. Right, and, yeah. yeah. It's a... Um, oh, yeah. It's, um, it's a really difficult topic, and I thought that they handled it beautifully. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the storytelling, the intimacy of the characters. Um, yeah. It's just, yeah, it's... it's. That's probably one of the best first time... That's his first movie that he ever directed. Yeah. yeah. And it, he did If Bill Could... Bill Street Could Talk yeah. last which year. I which I still haven't seen. Yeah. But, right. Yeah. It, it just kind of cements him as like somebody that... He takes his time with the story. That's right. another thing. Right. And it was... Uh, um, Mahershala Ali absolutely deserved that Oscar. That is such a heartbreaking performance. There was, I disagree with you, and I can't remember why, but his performance was heartbreaking. Should I put them all on one slip so that you have an itemized? Great. Is that all right? Yeah, thank there you. you go. Have a great day, guys. Thank, thank you, you too. Only because there was somebody that year that I thought deserved it more, and I can't remember who it was. But not to take away from his performance because it was outstanding. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was on my top, but like Scott said, I tried to get not one from every year, but kind of like swap. Just gonna give you some room. Thank okay. you. Kind of spread it out a little bit. Yeah. If Beale Street Talk is probably the best love scene I've seen oh, in the yeah. last 20 yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. Well, other than the one in uh, Queen and Slim. <laughs> okay, so that's so ridiculous. <laughs> um, I mean, and the scene itself was fine, but just completely out of place for the where it was and unnecessary. And, yeah. yeah. So we. So are, I did twelve. Yeah, you did twelve. So my number twelve, the only David Fincher film on here, which there was a bunch that would have made the cut if I had gone, you know, we'd done thirty, which it's Zodiac. Yeah. Um, yeah, I could have another guessed good that would be Mark Ruffalo. Yeah. Uh, I mean, great ensemble. Uh, it's. It's his I, best movie. I think it's the best movie Zodiac. in the last 20 years. Yeah. Um, it's, I don't know if it's my favorite. Because I actually really love Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Which yeah. one am I, where am I looking? The bottom is all his films. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, so, 
I would say, I, I still think seven is my favorite. Yeah. Uh, but I love, with one exception, I love all of Fincher's films. Yeah. Um, curious can, case of Benjamin Button can and should go fuck itself. But um, yeah, that's it. That's my number twelve Zodiac. Yeah. So we're at eleven. Eleven. Yep. Oh, it was 12 Years a Slave. Oh, yeah. We had talked... The thing that... I put off watching this because... You hate Brad Pitt. You can only... I didn't love him in this, but... <laughs> He's not great in this. Yeah. You can only watch so much about slavery. You can only yeah. watch the whippings and the beatings and it. And I could watch more. <laughs> so I put it off and put it off and put it off. And I remember in 2016 when... Spotlight won the Oscar. We were like, yeah, the subject matter needed to yeah. be exposed, but it wasn't a great film. Right. This was a great film. Yeah. yeah. He, Steve McQueen, made a great film. I didn't love Brad Pitt, and he was, I thought, the weakest performance. But he was one of the producers, and you know, the big name and whatever. Right. Yeah. The lead actor, I'll never. Should we tell a widget for? Yeah. <laughs> he almost turned this role down, and he. He would have he been kicking himself. So, sure. so great Actually, in this. I don't know if it would be as. I don't think it'd be as good without him in it. I agree. Yeah. I 100% agree. Yeah. Um, Lupita Nuango came out of nowhere for this. Yeah. And, yeah, she just a a, yeah. deserved everything. Deserved everything. It was so great. Yep. All right, my number 11. I'm pretty sure it's going to be on both of your lists. It's The Dark Knight. Yeah. Yeah. It's... Finally. To, yeah. To me, it's, it's my number six. Okay. So I think it's my five. This is probably... I think it is the best comic movie that has been made so far. Yeah. People argue Spider-Man 2 has that, but... The first Spider-Man 2? Yeah. No way. <laughs> that That's when I was like, nope, I don't need to see any more Spider-Man movies. I think that movie's terrible. Spider-Man yeah. 2? Yeah. I thought it was the best of the Tobey Maguire's. Yeah. But I... This is uh, Christopher Nolan. I think it's the second time he's made this list. Yeah. He's one of those ones that I'll have... Um, I have another one on his list. Me too. He's probably the guy that you have four on your list. Yeah. I think it's four. It might be three. Yeah. I know he's going to be on your list again. Who? Christopher Nolan. Yes. Yeah. So Two more times. Yeah. So it's Christopher Nolan and, and um, Cohen are the two best directors or pairs of directors right. that I think in the last 10 years. Yeah. 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 And Dark Knight, I mean, that's the Joker performance to watch. Right. Christopher Dale, I mean, yeah. everything is great in that movie. Yeah. And that's, that's also, I think that's the second best second feature. Yeah. I would, I, yeah. Yeah, that, I would definitely put that on there. It um, was Dev Patel and Lion. That's who I think should have won the Oscar for supporting actor instead of Mahershala Ali. I mean, it was good. I still think Mahershala was better. It's a less substantial role. It's a less substantial role. That's the only reason why. Yeah. Um, Sorry. Didn't 11, kick right? back there. Yeah, that was my 11. Yeah. Did you guys have anything else to say about The Dark Knight? Uh, it's great. I don't have any problem with anything in that movie. It's Yeah. Um, you could just watch it a thousand times and you'll pick up stuff that's... Yeah. That Heath Ledger did, and I was never a huge Heath Ledger fan. Ledger fan. I just didn't care about it. Yeah, um, probably my favorite Nikki Cat movie. <laughs> uh, my number eleven is Drive. Yep. Yeah. So that's my number two. 
Drive. Really? Yeah, yeah. it's a great movie. I it's, uh, love Drive. Uh, uh, great Oscar Isaac performance. Uh, I love Carrie Mulligan in it. Uh, I, Christian Henderson even does a really good performance. It's yeah. short. Yeah. I mean, Albert Brooks, weird, a weird menace to him yeah. in that. Yeah. Um, I, I love... I mean, it's funny. I love how Ron Perlman, in real life and in film, like constantly subverts my expectations of who he would be. I, yeah. I, I don't know if... You guys are not really on Twitter, are you? Yeah. His Twitter is so great because I totally expected him to be like Mr. Right Wing, like gruff, like man, and he's not. He's he's very liberal, yeah. Um, uh, but he's also like very like because he's like he's like a tough guy, and he's just like fucking eh, <laughs> Um He was great in that. I mean, that that's one of those movies that it's it's not hard to watch, but there's so many like individual scenes in there yeah. that I could go back and rewatch the elevator scene, yeah. the hotel the scene, shootout scene, yeah. the shootout scene. Um, Cindy yeah. Henderson getting her head blown off. Yeah. Um, the only part that makes me super uncomfortable is the elevator scene where he just stomps that guy's head into Crushes oblivion. His skull, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Um, so that's a it. it Really does a nice job of keeping you guessing of what's going to happen next. Yeah, um, and I'm sure we've talked about this, but you, you've you've seen Drive, obviously. I watched yeah. it again yesterday. Yeah, yeah. it's um, what's Ryan Gosling's character's name? The driver. Yeah, he doesn't yeah. have it. I, yeah. I, I I know there was something else that came out in the last ten years that did that same thing, but that was the first time. Cake. What's that? Lair Cake yeah. was the first one. Yeah, because at the end he's like, "What's my name?" Right. Yeah. And technically, Fight Club as well, because we don't know what Edward Norton's character's name is. Jack. Yeah. 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 Um, um, but yeah, Drive is a great film. <laughs> great soundtrack, too. Yeah. Yeah. Cliff Martinez. Uh, uh, was that one of his first ones? No, but that um, was for because he. You know what his first film he did a score for was? Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. Uh, he's been doing stuff since the early 90s. I didn't realize. Uh, that. Cliff Martinez, who uh, he's. I don't think he's won an Academy Award. Um, he's been nominated. He's been nominated a bunch, but and, uh, he's film score. But uh, got his start as uh, the second drummer for the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Yeah, is a Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductee with that garbage band. <laughs> it's funny because anytime I I say a good score, I'll ask Scott. Yeah. He's like, "Oh, that's Cliff Martinez." I was like, mm-hmm. "Yep, that completely makes sense." Then you have so much information in your head. I I, I don't love. The follow-up film uh, was oh, uh, if only God forgives her. Yeah. Uh, but but the score in that is amazing. The it looks amazing too. Like yeah. if I could just watch it without the sound, yeah, it would be good. But yeah. but he did redeem himself in the Young Demon, which yeah. is yeah, a great film. Too. Yeah. Uh, so number ten, we've got uh, forty-five minutes to get through ten movies, and before they say, "Hey, can uh, you guys get out?" <laughs> Number 10 was Inglorious Bastards for me. Nice. I I think it's Tarantino's third best movie. Um, and it's interesting. One of his nine best for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, you know, Pulp Fiction's his best. And yep. we, you and I at least both love Jackie Brown. But this was... <laughs> Bob does not. It's my least favorite Tarantino film. Really? Even more than Death Proof? I like Death Proof. It's so weird. I have not seen Death Proof, but... Hateful Eight is my least, and that's not going to change. 
Inglorious Bastards is when he just put it all together and made a really, really great movie. Yep. I don't know if he'll be able to top that. I'm, I think that's one of the ones that's not even on my like top somehow. I was first surprised that there were no Tarantino films on my list, but I was that's like, my only one. But I was like, all the Tarantino films I love came out in the nineties. Yeah. Um, there's also no Star Wars every, movies on my list. Every, everybody loves Reservoir Dogs more than I do. See, I I love Reservoir Dogs. That was your 10? That was my 10. All right. My 10 is Stranger Than Fiction. It's the Will Ferrell one. Yeah. I don't know who directs it, but it's probably the best Will Ferrell film, and I still love the line in there. Is that the one where he's like, I brought you flowers? Yeah. 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 Um, With Emma Thompson, right? Yep. She's the writer. Yeah. yeah. There's a there's a line in there that says, uh, what is it? Little did he know that kind of like sparks the whole movie and like how he's a character in somebody's uh, book, basically. Yeah. I just think it's really good. It's yeah. nuanced. I don't think I haven't seen that movie. I forgot that that came out this, yeah. this century. It yeah. was uh, 2006. Yeah. It's, it's a great movie. Uh, number 10, my second. Well, third, if you count the Dark Knight, which we already talked about, uh, Christopher Nolan movie, Interstellar. I'm, My I'm two. surprised it wasn't higher, but it was just everything that's above that was like had such an impact on me, and that did too. But yeah. it, as far as like, and I and that's a long ass movie, and I saw that but four times in the it's theater. Perfect. It yeah. just keeps moving no matter what. Another film that every time I watch it, I fucking ball at the oh, end yeah. of that movie. Yeah. He was I, always there. You, yeah. you can cry throughout it. I mean, his first video conference with Jessica Chastain, yeah. when they're the same age. Yeah. Oh, God. Um, Brutal. Oh, uh, another great role for Matt Damon, but very different than, you know. Yeah, it's very yeah. limited. Yeah. 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 Um, one of the things I didn't realize, because I, uh, I, I watched a video this week about subconscious things in films that we it was like 10 subconscious things in film so the score when they're when they're on the water planet is it sped up it's not sped up but the score is done uh so there's every 1.25 seconds there's a beat which accounts for a day on oh, earth yeah. so they're like you're literally subconsciously aware that time is passing by yep. yeah because it's like that scene I, I think it's like eight minutes long and they're like it's this many years yeah. have passed yeah because when they get back up to the mothership yeah. the guy's the like guy's it's old. been 22 years yeah, yeah. 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 that's heartbreaking too yeah yeah, yeah that's it, yeah that, that was my number two great movie yeah it just missed my list because I I tried to get it down right yeah, yeah and you also were in, trying to keep it limited for directors right yeah, yeah. That would have been the third one on there. Yeah. Uh, number nine. Number nine, which I also just saw recently, was Boyhood. Just put it off and put it off and put it off and finally yeah. watched it. I was surprised. Fantastic. But glad movie. that you liked that movie. I thought, I thought it was just about the gimmick. I thought spanning yeah. a movie over whatever it was, thirteen years. I thought it was just a gimmick, and that's what everybody was into. The kid was fantastic. Patricia Arquette was fantastic. Um, Even Ethan Hawke. Yeah. I don't like him, and he was good in it. He was really well cast in it. I thought a lot <laughs> of it was because he was kind of playing pretty close to home. Because 
the, when he and Uma Thurman split up while they were making the film, and yeah. they made the choice to write write the split up as, into the story because yeah. because because he did not have uh, he did not have the end of the movie written when they start. He didn't know how it was going to end. Yeah. I mean, it's kind of one of those things. I like that no, no matter what, despite <clears throat> his troubles yeah. and their troubles as a couple, the film, he was he was still the most outstanding male character in it. Yeah. All of the other male characters were... It's actually uh, my number one. Really? Yeah. It's just one of those films that you'll... I don't think we'll ever see one like this again. No. It, and it does. It feels like a gimmick when you hear about it. But then you watch it and you realize how amazing it is. Yeah. yeah. And then on second viewing, it even gets more amazing. I it's I definitely will watch it again. Yeah. Stuff up. And it's weird to because as you're watching it as a film, you're like, this is a crazy special effect they're doing. Like even though you're aware of how yeah. they did it, and it's you're right. I don't think there's ever going to be a movie come out this way. And you know he did he's he's done a similar thing with the before series, but that's easier because yeah. it's too. It's adults, and it's done in a finite amount of time. This yeah. was a commit. This, it's really an act of trust on three actors' parts, yeah, trusting right. a director that they're like. Uh, I mean, it, the young actor, but also his parents to be like, yeah, 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 we're okay. on yeah. board. And and Patricia Arquette won an Oscar for it. She yeah. did, but it's also like a huge was a huge gamble on uh, Linklater's part to. Assume that a kid would have the attention span to be able to commit to this for right. 13 years. Right. Or even finding somebody that would be... I mean, he basically molded him as an actor as he right. went up. I mean, yeah. I mean, he's a great character. The kid is a great character. Yeah. On a side note, like that's my best trilogy for the year, for this... The decade, uh, the, the before series, yeah. Was think that the the second and third ones came out in the last twenty years, right? The first one didn't. Yeah, but yeah, the I, first I, one, I mean, went, yeah. I think the first one was like ninety six. Okay, yeah, but yeah, but yeah, it's fine. Yeah, he's another director that will do like it's weird. He'll do like one really good one, then like one horrible yeah. studio movie, and then like one like really the Coen Brothers. Yeah. What was the one that was... Was Boyhood on your list or no? It wasn't. I had to cut, cut it down. And that was, like, this... Of all the lists that we've done, I think this one was the toughest for me to pare it down to sure. 20. Yeah. Because, yeah. um, like, even my list of, like, 52, I was like, this is... Um, and I may even put that up and be like, hey, if you've got a year and want to watch a great movie, <laughs> yeah. for, in my opinion, a year, here's 52 films yeah. from the last 20 years that came out. Actually, I have a friend who's been asking me for film recommendations, so I might just give her that list. But yeah. So what's your number nine? It's uh, Gravity. So this comes back to me liking stuff visually. Yeah. I mean, this... Yeah, that only works in the theater. Yeah, it, uh, I saw it in IMAX. I have not seen it outside of that. So I don't know. I doubt it would work. Watched it on an Apple Watch. Not great. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the worst way to see it. Maybe Google Glass. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's just, it's so overwhelming and so, it just pulls you into that. Yeah. It's, it's probably Sandra Bullock's best performance in the last 20 years that I can think of. Yeah. Miss Congeniality 2. Oh, uh, is that, I think that was the 90s. No, that was like 10 years ago, but whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's, um. Yeah, Gravity is visually beautiful. Yep. 
I just I was really brought into it when I first saw it. It's yeah. been up there ever since. I just can't. It's one of those things that unless it gets re-released, I, I can't bring myself to watch it again. Uh, yeah. Unless you get a 90-inch TV. Speaking of re-release, um, and also the second film being better than the first one. Uh, so this year is the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back, and I'm hoping Disney does the right thing and re-release it in the they theater. Because uh, they dropped the ball with uh, New Hope. I, I don't think they dropped the ball. I think they were just like balls deep in... Uh, uh, new movies but they there's no new Star Wars thing on the horizon for the next two years so I would love to uh, I would something love to like Chunkies might do it um, well they, where they pop the DVD well in. Hasbro is doing a huge push with toys for the 40th anniversary of The Empire Strikes Back so I don't know but I haven't heard anything yet I, I it would be great I don't see it happening thank you yeah um Another fun fact, uh, so Irvin Kirshner, who directed The Empire Strikes Back, uh, the last theatrical film he directed was RoboCop 2, another second film, although probably he's, not. He's no longer with us, correct? Correct. Yeah. Um, uh, so we're on number nine, right? Yep. we got yeah. 35 minutes. Uh, my number nine, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind. I knew that yep. would be on your list. That's my number six. Yeah. Yep. Um, I knew was, it would be on both of yours. Yep. That was the movie that totally changed me on Kate Winslet, and I was like, she's great. Because uh, before that, and, and I had seen other movies, um, Heavenly Creatures and, um, you know, Titanic, obviously. Yeah. But I was just like, oh, I like Kate Winslet. I think that's the one that kind of... Steve Jobs for me. Yeah, I think that's the one that kind of, like, spun her into the more serious stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. Away from... I mean, not saying that Titanic yeah. isn't serious, but... Yeah. Um, yeah, that's a great... It's probably my favorite breakup movie of all time. Yeah, it... I guess technically it's a sci-fi film, but the way that film deals with memory yeah. is amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that's my number six as well. Where are we at? Number eight. Eight. Okay. I cheated on this one, and I don't care. I put the Lord of the Rings trilogy all together as one long twelve-hour movie, <laughs> and that's my number eight. All right. I'll allow it just because I cheated too. Yeah. It's not on my list. I didn't have it even in contention. That's okay. Yeah. Um, I think to do that, you actually have to sit down and watch it for all 12 hours. I didn't, but I watched it through the course of a week. But yeah, it wasn't... Uh, yeah, it was through the course of a week. It wasn't, it wasn't a one-sided movie. But... Um, my favorite Sean Bean film. I was going to say Ronan, but that's not a mistake. Yeah, he was really good to run it. Yeah. Anyways. I like it. I like the Lord of the Rings, but I would never consider it for my list. So. Just yeah. as production, I mean, what Peter Jackson went through and all of the everything involved in it, it changed epic movies. I mean, yeah, it changed. It, did. Yeah. it would probably be higher in my, not, not on this list, but in my, like, world list if he hadn't, like... Pissed away so much goodwill by making those <laughs> awful, awful Hobbit films. Yeah, but I mean, you could say that about any director on the. On it's list. weird if they though had because done it, this, I would like yeah. it more. Right, it, like the Hobbit seems like it was. Looking at it now, like the Hobbit seems like the films you would make before Lord of the Rings to work out the kinks. Right for Lord of the Rings, it's like he backslid, which is weird. Yeah, I watched the first Hobbit movie, half of the second one, and then just didn't care anymore. Yeah. yeah. Alright, so number eight, yeah. it's uh, Take Shelter for me. 
That's a great movie. Yeah. So Take Shelter, it's basically Michael Shannon who's going kind of crazy. And he, so Michael oh, Shannon. That movie. Yeah. He uh, <laughs> he basically has premonitions of the end of the world, and he's all about like uh, making his family safe and everything. Mm-hmm. So he just goes to weird. He starts building a bomb shelter in the back, and he's slowly going crazy. I feel like you guys yeah. have talked about this before. It's. Probably, yeah. It's not like his best performance, but it's. It's the, um. Uh, did it come out in the last couple of years? No, like seven, eight years ago. Okay. Yeah, 2011. I've like heard yeah. you talk about Jeff. Uh, Jeff Nichols. Yeah, Jeff yeah, Nichols. Who? Uh, fun fact: I've probably brought this up before. Ben Nichols, his brother, is the lead singer of the band Lucero, <laughs> and has scored most of his films. Yeah. yeah. This is the. It's not the first Michael Shannon one that I remember because that's always Groundhog Day because he's the. The little kid, yeah. Yeah. No, he's not a little kid. He's well, like the, the young yeah, guy, he's yeah. A, um, wrestling guy. Wrestling guy, yeah. My, uh, I think Bug is still my favorite Michael Shannon performance, but um, do you ever, on YouTube, do you ever watch the Amoeba What's in My Bag videos? I'm surprised because you're such a record collector. Do you know what I'm talking about? I just don't watch anything on YouTube. Well, it's, so you know what Amoeba Records yeah. is, right? Yeah. Do, you, do you know what I'm talking about? The videos, like... So uh, Amoeba, it's it's um, it's technically a chain. There's three locations. There's two in LA and one in Vegas, I believe. Yeah. Um, but it's, um, I mean, it's a huge record store, but it's mostly vinyl. And what they do is they get different celebrities, mostly musicians, but they'll they'll just have them walk around, and then they take them into the back and have oh, them like talk yeah. about what they're buying. It's and, like the Criterion thing they do. Yeah, yeah. and uh, the Michael Shannon one is pretty great because it's it's a. It's exactly what you would expect. Yeah. It's so bizarre and uncomfortable. It's weird because, like, I have my my cable box set up to record anything Michael Shannon, and his appearances on any talk show yeah. is amazing. Yeah, he's just he's as weird and as crazy as you think. It is. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. So, speaking of Michael Shannon, my number eight is Shape of Water. Which, again, I'm surprised it's not higher on the list. I'm too. And yeah. believe it or not, uh, it was one of those ones that completely, like, fell through the cracks. when. We're, and I, I don't know if you saw, about 45 minutes ago, I was rewriting some stuff. And it, like, something that came up in conversation just sparked it. And I was like, how, did, how is this not how even on the it? list? Yeah. Um, so I had to, so the one that I had to take off the list, much, it was much further down on the yeah. list. I had to take Get Out. Off, um, yep. Um, wow. Uh, and then I was like reordering, and I was like, God, I can't put this higher than eight, but I really couldn't. Yep. So it's um, a great. Yeah, film. you yeah. love that. Movie. Love that film. Uh, and, and, oh, when I was talking about let let me and let the right one in Richard Jenkins, I was like, because I was like, that's probably his best performance. Yeah. Yep. Another movie I cry at every single time I watch. It's yeah. it's amazing. Yeah. Uh, my number seven is Traffic. So, Way back when, when Steven Soderbergh was great. Right. One of the very few directors to ever get a Best Director nomination twice in the same year. Yeah. Because he did that and Aaron Brockovich at the same time. Yeah. I re- and this is a better film than Aaron Brockovich. Oh, yeah. Much better. I rewatched it a while ago. Does it hold up? It does. It does. It holds up really well, and it's great to see Steven Soderbergh be fantastic again. Yeah. What is... I don't know, we just got like the Young Republican convention. I have no clue. It's, be a, it's a prep school thing. Okay. Um, Things for Flip Sexeter just got out. Yeah. At any rate, traffic, it, it really does hold yeah. up 
20 years later, um, and it's great to see Steven Soderbergh at the top of his game. It's my favorite Clifton Collins Jr. movie. Um, it was. I really enjoyed it. I don't think Soderbergh made any of my lists. Every year he's like almost on a list. Yeah. yeah. But um, I I don't know if it's entirely, but like if not entirely, Benicio del Toro's performance is almost entirely in Spanish in yeah. that film. Yeah. 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 And he won an Oscar for that, didn't he? He did. Yeah. yeah. Best supporting actor. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, a tough, challenging role. Probably my favorite Miguel Ferrer film too. Yeah. Rest in peace. Yeah. Seven? Yeah. This is a ghost story. That's a great movie. Yeah, I'm surprised it's not on your list. It's... I I love that movie. Um, It's just there was... Yeah, there's too much. Too too much. Um, Yeah, this is... I think it's probably one... I haven't seen the one you recommended, but Casey Affleck's one of his best performances. Yeah. Yeah. He basically is the ghost. Yeah, he's in a sheet. Yeah. Do you even... Yeah, you do see see him him a couple times. First ten minutes of the movie. Who's the lead actress in that? Uh, Rooney Mara. Mara. That's the one where she eats a pie. Okay, yep. The only thing I I don't love about that movie is the the party scene where the guy goes on for like five minutes. You know who that is, right? Yeah, Bonnie Prince Billy. Yeah, yeah. So it that's the only thing I don't. That that does take you out of the flow of the film a bit, but and it's a very esoteric film. Yeah. Um, This it's kind of funny because this would be a good counterwatch with. Uh, Interstellar because the way they both deal with time yeah, yeah. and then this was the one that I said personal shopper if you do two back to back personal shopper and a ghost story are like two different ways of dealing with death yeah yeah it's really good oh uh, love of my life is probably the Casey Affleck movie you're thinking of yeah, that, yeah, that he, were, yeah. yeah. I haven't yeah. seen that yet yeah. Yeah. which I think you should see that movie just being a father and a father it of daughters of the road it's similar, but it's... I never saw the movie, but the book is one of my favorite books. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, seven. Seven. Uh, it's the only animated film for me. Uh, Hayao Miyazaki's Spirited Away. Yep. Love that, was that on film. on a lot of lists. Uh, I yeah. wish... It's funny because I was like, I know there's going to be one of his films, and it's not my favorite Miyazaki film, but uh, Mononoke came out too, too long ago. Yeah. Um, and... I like Howl's Moving Castle, but Spirited Away, I like better. Um, yeah. Uh, Inception, my third and final Christopher Nolan movie. Yep, that's my uh, number four. It's probably my favorite Christopher Nolan movie. Um, he just crushed it. it was, oh, yeah. It's one of those movies that I saw it, went back to the movie theater the next day and watched saw it again. again. Yeah. yeah. It's, Possibly my favorite Lucas Haas film. Even yeah. over Brick? What about Witness? Maybe. Yeah, I like it more. D- d- despite the Kelly McGillis nudity, I still like uh, Inception more. Yeah, Inception's it's a great idea. It's just a wacky movie. Yeah. That That's the one that... The only thing is this year, like... I don't know if you guys seen the trailer for Tenant. Yeah. yeah. I know it's coming. I haven't I seen don't want to see any more trailers for that thing because I'm so excited for it. Like, yeah. that's one of the... It's July, isn't it? Mid-July? Yeah, something mm-hmm. like that. But yeah, that's my number four. I, I just think it's a pretty amazing. It's probably yeah. the best heist film. Yeah. Yeah. Especially since nothing actually happens and no one gets killed. Right. Um, 
So what's your number seven? Mine number seven. Or are we on seven? Or six? Six, six was. And you already yeah. did your six, right? My six was uh, Eternal Sunshine. Oh, and my six was The Dark Knight. So right. five. Uh, five was Fury Road. Mad Max Fury Road. Fantastic movie. That's my number three. Is it? Yeah. I was just talking to I, I was talking to a coworker last night about it because he had seen it and he's just like and he's younger than us he's 29 and he's like is that part of something else I was yeah. like because he was the one who just tell him no because the other ones <laughs> well are that's what I said to him because he was the one who brought up the has the on Thunderdome he, he was like he was the one who brought up the is there ever been a second film better than the first one and I said. Yeah, and then because that's how that whole conversation started. And I yeah. was like, "Yeah, it's actually the fourth yeah. film in it." He's like, "Oh yeah, oh, I'll have to check out the." I was like, "Don't." I was like, <laughs> honestly, I was like, and especially because I know how he feels about Mel Gibson oh, already. Yeah. I was yeah. like, Mel Gibson plays the character in the other ones, and I was like, but it's it's kind of like a James, the earlier James Bond movies, where it's it's the character in a completely different setting with all new characters each time. Yeah, and it was like so. It's you know, um, and, and 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 I also told him I was like the. Mad Max is one of the least important characters in this film. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. It's one of those movies where as soon as I'm done, I've seen it ten times. Yeah. As soon as I'm done, I want to start it all over again and watch it again. Yeah. Do you guys prefer the black and white version or the... No, that's fun, but... Uh, it, yeah, it was a nice change, but I, I like all the color and the yeah. they did that. They did a black and white version of Logan, too. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't enjoy that either. Yeah. So what, what number are we on? That was my five. five. And your five we did. No. Um, so is it... My number five is uh, Moonrise Kingdom. That's that's my favorite Wes Anderson movie. Uh, Royal Tenenbaums is mine, and that's, I had to cut it. Yeah, I think Rushmore is probably my favorite, but that's outside. Yeah, that's... Within, what was that? Uh, 1998? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But Moonrise Kingdom is just... Uh, I just loved it. I love the look of it. I'm probably the one guy that... I mean, I love the way he, he makes stuff. The look of his films are all unique. Yep. I mean, he's not really growing that much, but I still... I'll go back and watch him anytime. Yeah. 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 That's one of my favorite Bill Murray performances. Yeah. yeah. Um, my Edward number, Norton. It's... it's yeah. I enjoy it. That's uh, a... A likable Bruce Willis performance too. <laughs> um, my number five, 28 Days Later. Um, wow. uh, that came out this century. Yeah, 2001. Uh, wow. Uh, That's why scary. am I? I'm drawing a complete blank on Danny. Danny Boyle. Danny Boyle. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's funny because Danny Boyle, I'd say, is one of my favorite directors. Um, but it was the only one that made the made the cut. Um, I mean, first of all, brought back, the, like, I, I put 95% of why zombies have been such a part of the popular zeitgeist in the last 20 years is because of that film. And it's seen in the tunnel. Oh, but the well, rats. That, was, oh, that was the first film where they made zombies fast. Yeah, and there's still, some people say they're not zombies. Kind of thing. Right. Um, yeah, yeah, rabbit that's, people. Yeah. That's bull. They're zombies. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're never referred to it, but they're also never called zombies on The Walking Dead. So, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, they're walkers or biters, depending on which camp. I don't think any. Um, well, The Walking Dead it actually refers to like the people that are alive, not the zombies. Right. Yeah. Um, but I don't think Romero ever says zombies either. 
I don't know. Number four? Uh, four we did was Dark Knight. All right. My four was Inception. Okay. My four, uh, There Will Be Blood. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That's my number one. Yeah. Um, I just... See, I think there's a better movie than uh, El Thomas Anderson? No. I PT Anderson. I like Phantom Thread more than I like There Will Be Blood. Really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Um, I mean, There Will Be Blood's not even my favorite uh, Daniel Day-Lewis performance, but uh, it's such a great film. Uh, yeah, it is really it's good. It's perfect. Um, yeah, Last of the Mohicans is actually my favorite Daniel Day-Lewis performance. Um and it's weird like I would love to do a Daniel Day-Lewis film festival and do like six of his films and because he just disappears so yeah, much into his that'd be roles fun. Yeah. but I'll never watch Lincoln again ever um, ever what's the one about him and his daughter that live in like the woods not the woods but like I can't think of it it's his his wife wrote it uh, Rebecca Miller wrote it it's weird because it's the one movie where you can actually see his tattoos oh really uh, yeah because uh, he plays like a hippie and Gangs of New York I'll never watch that again either yeah that's seven hours long alright number three No Country for Old Men that's my number, number three, three too is it really cool yep. um, see that that movie's the same year as that's there my number one. Oh, really really yeah, yeah. that's um, yeah 2007 was a gold rush for movies that's probably one of the best yeah and it it's a little sad because there was a movie that came out in 2007 that I loved, Michael Clayton, and it just got buried with yeah. all of the great movies that happened. That's a Qui-Gon Jinn movie, right? <laughs> no. No, no, that was, uh, that's Michael Collins. Yeah, Michael Clayton was the one with George Clooney. Right. Um, at any rate, yeah, There Will Be Blood was, uh, I mean, uh, No Country for Old Men was fantastic. Yeah. I, uh, that... I've revisited that so many times that that honestly uh, uh, Anton Sugar to me is the greatest film villain of all time. It, yeah, yeah. Trumps the Wicked yeah. Witch of the West. Trumps Darth Vader. Jones. Really great yep. performance yeah. by Tommy Lee Jones. The only thing that bugged me about it, I haven't read the book because I don't know if this is a story thing or a film thing, but but the character of Moss, they cut him so quickly. He goes into the hotel with the with the girl the one, you know, that's in the pool, and that's it. He's dead. You don't see his death. You don't anything. Right. We spent so much time with him, and then they just threw him away. And I, it, it, yeah. it's always always bothered me when I watch that movie. But I know they're jumping between three characters, and they need to make progress. But it just seemed like. As a viewer, I was entitled to more, yeah. to something, to, to something yeah. with his character, other than hearing about his death. What, what number was that? Three? That was three. What's your number? So three? my number two is Drive, and then my number one was Boyhood. Gotcha. Oh, yeah. we did it. Yeah. Uh, my number two was Blade Runner twenty forty nine. That's really high. Yep. <laughs> uh, it's a perfect film. For you, yeah. Well, that's. I mean, it's all about me. Yeah. It is all about you. Yeah. Um, I will say he's probably one of the directors I'll see almost anything he will do. Yeah. I. I well, speaking of that, because I just rewatched Dune yeah. this week. Um, because I was like, well, that's coming out. I don't want. I didn't want to watch the Lynch version like right before 
it came out, and I I realized in rewatching it because and part of it was they had it. At, I, I had a bunch of store credit at Bulmoose. Yep. It was in a Blu-ray bin for five bucks, and I was like, I don't own this on Blu-ray. I didn't even own it on DVD anymore. I had it on DVD, the director's cut, which isn't uh, a director's cut because it's the the long cut is an Alan Smithy film. Um, which how long is that movie? The 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 extended cut. Yeah, it's three hours. Okay. Um, there's there's long been rumors of a four and a half hour cut that never happened. They even talk about it on the Blu-ray. They're like, there's this myth. They're like, David cut a, a cut together for the crew. Yeah. While we were still working on it, so it, they're like, there's a bunch of things that say scene missing because we hadn't done visual effects. They're like, and then we didn't get around to shooting a lot of that stuff because a lot of it was cut. But I realized for the last like 15 years of watching, every time I watched it was the extended cut. Yeah. So watching the theatrical, the, like the director's approved cut, feels like Cliff Notes. It just like touches How on stuff. It? It's two hours and 15 minutes, but okay. it's still like it zips by, but not in a good way. It's just like it's. It's not like even like a narrative. Like there's no narrative cohesion. Like it's. It, I mean. And people hold Frank Herbert's book in such high esteem. It's a difficult book to get through. I think the better movie is actually the documentary. Um, Podorowski's Dune? Yeah. It is, yeah. And, and and the sci-fi TV movies are good. They're still cheesy. But yeah. um, it's so weird because there's so many iconic images from Lynch's Dune that aren't even in the finished film. They're from the extended cut. And the biggest thing with the extended cut was because it was such a flop uh, when they got the TV rights um, the the uh, studio padded all the stuff in it and made it like a two night TV movie event yeah. so it was like two hours each night with commercials so, so there's like an hour and a half yeah so the so the I don't know if you remember the shot of I don't remember Sting where he's basically just in a winged uh, thong yeah that's not even in the Lynch version that's completely cut but yeah but yeah I, and we brought it up because uh, 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 Villanueva is doing the doing the the new version which will be two films as well yeah he also did Annihilation didn't he no oh uh, that's that's uh, uh, what's his name who did Ex Machina yeah that's uh, right no he did Arrival that's yeah that was the other one in Blade Runner 2049. The, I think the thing that hurt the most for me to cut was Tully. Because um, I really love that movie. Yeah. Um, but it's just, it's it's too new for me to really obje- objectively say whether it was one of the 20 best films of the last 20 years. I was, I was trying to... The... the bias for seeing stuff so new like I tried to like counteract that of going back but some of those movies I haven't seen since they came out right I mean I just don't rewatch a ton of stuff right yeah um well yeah this was fun yeah we made it it's gonna be nice to like go home and not think about 21st century movies and be like oh I can just watch whatever I want right right 
Do you want me to send you like my list so you can like, sure. post it somewhere? Yeah. Because I even went as far as like I went through like the best win- Oscar winners, yeah, the highest reviewed films and like the best, the highest grossing in the last twenty years too, just to make sure I had like hit all those points. Yeah. The weirdest one for me was Million Dollar Baby. Like yeah. I rewatched that one. I don't understand why that one was Oscar. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I rewatched it. I think either last weekend or the weekend before. Hillary Swank was fantastic, but it wasn't. It wasn't that good. No, and it stops like it's a two-hour movie, and basically just like hits the brakes at an hour and thirty, and it's yeah. like, oh, this is gonna drag on for another half an hour. Yep. Because I knew the scene. That as was soon coming. as she falls, you're like, man, there's so much movie left. Yeah. Um. We didn't have any documentaries on this list, which the, I, there was one that was going to be on my list, which is Stories We Tell, which I was amazed when I started looking at, you know, lists of the best movies. That popped up on a lot of Sarah people. Sarah Pauly, right? Sarah Pauly's yeah. film, um, which I love, and uh, it's it's one of the few documentaries I actually own on DVD. Uh, but what the... I'm so glad I don't have kids. Uh, they just, like, came in, ate, and now they're all leaving. Yeah, yeah. But they didn't even order. Like, everything was pre-ordered. Oh, I got you. We were talking about 310 to Yuma earlier. Yeah. I think that came out in 2007 also. I rewatched it the other day, and I, I ruined it for myself. I ruined the ending for myself from now on. Every time I watch it, I'm going to have the same thought, and it's going to ruin me. Instead of going to the hotel, why didn't they hold up at the train station? I haven't seen that since I came out. Yeah. They yeah. go to the hotel at the end, and they just sit there. For hours waiting, and then they have to go all the way across town to the train station. Why not just wait at the train station? Right, and at least secure it. Yep. Yeah. But yeah, getting back to yours, my favorite documentary was Fogs of War. Like I, I considered that, but it didn't. None of the documentaries yeah. I saw broke the top. Yeah. 20. I, I also considered the. Um, won't you be my neighbor? But yeah, I think we're set. We're I checking think, it out. I yeah. Think. yeah. Well, if you've gotten this far, uh, thanks for listening. <laughs> it's one of our shorter we'll ones. We'll see you in 20 years. Ones. Yeah. No, can we do it every 10 years? Sure. Yeah. Okay, because 20 was a little a little much. Yeah. yeah. So in 10 years, we do what, a top 30? Or the 10 year 15, or, top 15. Or we can do the 10 best of the past decade. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. 10 or 15. Yeah. 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 I think I think 15 would work better because you can get more than one a year. You right. and I had five that were the same, and every one of my predictions about you came true. <laughs> I didn't even I keep think. track. Of I that. am very predictable. I think, except Blade Runner 2049 was way higher than I thought it was mm. going to be for you. Uh, I think of the non non Star Wars films. That's the film I've seen the most in the theater, uh, definitely in the last 20 years. Wow. Yeah. I saw it once. I saw it six times in the theater, and that's a three-hour movie. Yeah, sure is. I would, I would go see it again. Like if it was like, hey, Blade Runner twenty forty nine is playing next weekend. Do you like that better than the original Blade Runner? I think so. Um, at this point, I think. I think so, it, and it's weird. It's tough to look at it objectively because, like, I still, when I watch the the original one I pick out stuff I've never seen before oh, yeah. it's just it's so dense and layered um, but as far as like the actual narrative that's taking place on screen I appreciate that more yeah. um, 
It drives me nuts when people complain about Jared Leto's character in that too, because I think it's a great character. He, he is. He's, he's an annoying character. He is, but it serves the purpose. Yes. I love the opening scene with Dave Bautista too. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. It's so, and and that's one of those movies that I'm like, because I've probably watched it on home video four times since since I. I rewatched the Bond stuff. I completely forgot that Dave Bautista is a villain. Spectre, yeah. yeah. That was before he was, uh, uh, yeah, Guardian of the Galaxy. Yeah, he's yeah. Uh, he's going to be in uh, Dune. Is he? Uh, he also has horrible movies coming up. Yeah, yeah. That was the thing too, because I've seen previews for a few things that I was like, "What are you doing, dude?" I was like, you've done some good stuff, but, I mean, everyone's got to get paid, I guess. Yeah, he's still trying to do, like, trying to do the comedy thing. Right. And Which is funny, because I'm like, he's Drax not, is... He's not great in that in, in Spectre. I mean, he's just... He doesn't... He says one word, Yeah, I think. Yeah, he's just... He's, he's, a, he's the he's muscle, muscle guy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he's, he's odd job, basically. He's exactly. Yeah. funny in Guardians of the Galaxy, because yeah. he's not trying to be funny. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's like the character is funny because... He's the straight man. Right. Yeah. yeah. And he gets funnier as it goes along, too. Yeah. You're Not beautiful the movie, I mean his on character. the inside. Yeah. We're <laughs> very ugly. Um, yeah, he's in... It'll be interesting because he and Jason Momoa are both in Dune, which I was just like... I mean... Have they released how long that thing's going to be in? No, they're still shooting it. Uh, I'm sure it's, and it's coming be out this year. It's coming out in December. It's December 18th. Yeah, it's because it's three days after my 45th birthday. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's the movie that I'm most looking forward to this year. I think for me, I know we talked about it a little bit. I think it's switched to Tenet. Like, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. I'm actually tentatively looking forward to Black Widow. I had this stupid. That's in a couple weeks, isn't it? It's yeah. in May. Oh, I thought it was March. Why was it March? No, Why it's it's it May. March? Um, uh, I had this stupid, stupid online argument with a friend of a friend. That's the only reason I continued with it because I was like, "All right, this is a real person that someone I know knows." Because they were they were insisting that Stranger Things is part of the Marvel universe, and I was like, "It's not." And she's How like, even- "She's like, no, I know it is." And I was just like, "It's not." And and I haven't seen all of season three of Stranger Things because she's like, the end of it reveals it. And I was just like, first of all, Dark Horse has released the Stranger Things comic books, not Marvel. So there's that. I was like, secondly, it wasn't a comic to start with. It wasn't. But she's like, no, she said it's part of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. She's like, they haven't revealed it yet. She's like, I guarantee you Black Widow is, is or Stranger Things is a backdoor prequel to the Black Widow movie. She's like, I guarantee you the, like, the guy that David Harbour plays is, is, uh, Popper. And I was like, it's not. I was like, you're a stupid, stupid, stupid head. I was like, secondly, it's a Netflix thing, and Netflix and Marvel do not get along. Like, even if... That makes no sense, because he has a... He's Russian. Right. In the Black Widow thing. Yeah. Unless he's pretending not to have an accent. No. It's it's, it's nothing. It's... it's Sorry. Yeah. I haven't seen the end of it yet. That's infuriating. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hour and 37 minutes. Well, this is... I mean... Yeah, it's a mini-episode. Well, I mean... Well, it's, all, it's all because of you. Right. Hey, so we didn't do Song of the South. And we, I was thinking, since we all have Disney+, Plus, we should do like five Disney movies. We should do Song of the South plus a few more. And, and you know what I mean? Review a few of them. Like a top? 
no, Disney movies no, or just, just just favorite racist Disney movies? Just to, I mean, how how long can we talk about someone in the South being racist? It's going to take us five minutes. Yeah, five. So why not do a Disney episode? All right. Whatever, dude. Sure. All right. You get the criteria together. We'll we'll follow it. Just pick a couple movies. Frog Princess and uh, the Black Cauldron. There you go. That's right. probably my most disappointing Disney movie is The Black Cauldron. Because I love those books as a kid. I didn't read those Yeah, books. a lot of people didn't, so it wasn't as disappointing to people. But I was, like, so pumped when there was a movie coming out. It's one of the darkest animated films I've ever it done. It is. I don't uh, think I've seen it. It's, nobody did. It was, is that on <laughs> I don't think so. The, from that period, because I don't think The Great Mouse Detective is either. It's from that period right before The Little Mermaid where, like, the resurgence. Yeah. There's, like, four, Rescuers 2. Rescuers Down. No, The Rescuers Down Under is post-Little Mermaid. Was it? Yeah. Oh. Because they did Little Mermaid. How do you know all this? I don't know. Jenna asked me that the other day. Uh, we were working and someone's like, someone said something about a song and I was like, oh yeah, this came out, blah, blah, blah. She's like, how is that information in your brain? I was like, no, I promise you. She's like, I believe you that it's true. I just don't understand. I was like, uh, we don't get to pick our superpowers. Some random Disney movie and you know what year it came out. It's mind-boggling. Oh. That's 91, isn't it? Little Mermaid? Uh, I believe it's 89. Oh. Uh, but we're going to... No, it's fine. Because I think, I think Beauty and the Beast is 91. Oh, okay. Uh, I think you're right. Let's see. The Little Mermaid. The lad would be like 92 or 3. Who do they base 89, the... Little Mermaid. Speaking of Tom Cruise, they based... We were. Uh, <laughs> we were like an hour ago. The, oh, I thought you meant The Little Mermaid. Yeah, he's uh, great They based Aladdin's look on Tom Cruise. That makes sense because he is Mediter- or, uh, Arabic. Thomas Mapather. Okay, this is divulged into nothing again. Uh, yeah, it's time to go. All right, thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs>